Geeked. Hello, geeks. This is Tessa, and I just need to tell you right off the bat, your notifications have not deceived you. This is a Geeked podcast double feature, all for Stranger Things. You know we love Stranger Things more than any other show on this podcast, so we had to have two episodes dedicated to it. We had to do it. So, before you listen to this episode... The episode that was released yesterday that covers chapters one through six of Stranger Things, it's excellent. So much content. Do that right now. Go right now. We'll miss you. We'll be here. We'll be here. We won't leave. We promise. Welcome back. How'd you like that other episode? So now for this episode... This is chapter seven. This is the big one. This is the big kahuna, the ultimate episode of all episodes. There was so much blood. (laughs) So much blood. So hold on to your Demogorgons because Mm -hmm. this is going to be wild. (laughs) Princess, how are you feeling after chapter seven? Listen, I loved this episode so much it is the cream of the crop of stranger things all of the yeah all of the inspirations from anime that they've talked about were in here it's like the everything we know about vecna and also i know you don't love her but nancy was in her zone okay just guns on guns on guns okay she was just like i don't you know Eric is also fantastic. This was just oh, like... she was amazing. It's just like everything was so amazing. Seeing the upside down that way was just so perfect. Like, I I loved everything about this episode. This was perfect Stranger Things. It really was. This was the ultimate Stranger Things episode. They, they brought everything together so beautifully. Everything connected, like, in this mystery that they were setting up. And this kind of stuff makes my Ravenclaw brain so happy. Like, I live for episodes like this. I live for this stuff when you're, like, understanding and it's unfolding and everything is, like, happening. And you're, like, it's that oh shit moment of, oh, it's because of this and this. Oh, forget it. So this was a dream. This episode was a dream. Absolutely. I mean, when we saw Barb's corpse, I was like, (laughs) wow, you guys have really brought it back. And in a way that made sense. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like blatant fan service. It just felt like, oh, yeah, this is something that Nancy does still feel guilty about. So, of course, she would see Barb. It was just such an organic moment. Yes. It was crazy because there was so much of that that happened in this episode where it's like, were you thinking about this from the beginning? Like, was this all connected all along? And if not, it seemed like it, and it was brilliant. So it's like the Duffer Brothers, I I bow down to you, y'all. This was like Kevin Feige levels of brilliance, of planning it out and thinking of how this connects to that and foreshadowing this and doing this. Uh, it was brilliant. Very so well done. I'm so glad I learned how to ride a bike after watching this episode. I'm like, <laughs> this is why I needed to learn how to ride a bike because when I have Kids to escape my bikes. parents, it's you got to do it. I want to be in that big moment. I know. I feel like we got to s- start with Grindelwald, aka <laughs> Peter Ballard. <laughs> I, oh my God. I just think of him as Grindelwald, but I, well, he's not Grindelwald. He's Peter, his name is Peter. That's his character. Mr. Jamie Campbell Bauer, sir. Hello. I was losing my mind. I was absolutely, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with him. Forget it. 
as soon as he came on screen, I was like, well, he's going to be evil because I've like, he's either playing like a twink cool boy or a bastard. And I was like, just considering everything, I knew it was going to be bastard. Um, mm. He is, you know, the number one. He's number one. Yes, that I he is like this Omega super, you know, psychic abilities. And he just like goes ape shit on everybody. I was like, what? Like the Duffer Brothers oh. have been really um, forward about like all the anime inspirations. And like with mm-hmm. this season, especially with like seeing all this backstory with the kids. And let me tell yeah. you, I knew that someone's going to have to beat them little children's asses when they came for 11. And <laughs> I know I'm supposed to be like, oh no. But like, honestly, every time 11 throws hands, I'm like, it was earned. <laughs> Did they deserve to die? No. Were they getting on my nerves? Absolutely. But it was just really interesting for that dynamic. Like, I think it's, right. it's it gets clear that, like, once they torture him and not kill him, that he is important. Mm-hmm. But the way it all came together and connected with the Vecna storyline, I was like, <laughs> oh, we're shaking the table. That was such a good reveal. Uh, so good. It was brilliant. It's like, you think that it's one thing and then it keeps going. It's like, oh, he's number one. Also, this bitch is Vecna. And you're like, uh, okay, wow. It all makes sense. Yes. Because I was like, why is he calling himself Vecna? You know, I was like, how is it going to tie in? It's like, but then you're like, oh, because he's like a kid, you know? So Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, mm, it's uh, so good. And I love Eleven so much. I think that this season especially has been such a breath of fresh air for that character because she's so cool and they allow her to have all these big, powerful moments. I love that she can be hero, she can be a victim, she can Mm -hmm. be smart, she can be naive, she can be brave. She's the ultimate heroine. I love her so much. We got to see her vulnerability a lot in this season. Like, at first, she was just this mystery. You know, she was this powerful mystery, and everyone's trying to figure it out. Like, where is she from? Who is she? And then she is trying to, like, assimilate into society, into being their friend, into being, like, normal. And then for this season, she's like, no, that's not me. She still needs to learn in her brain. It's like, that doesn't mean I'm a monster. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it's just a lot of her like learning about herself and really accepting that. And I think she's going to still go on that journey. Like in order to get those powers, she had to go through this really crazy, like relive her traumatic experience. So it's it's intense. It's really intense. How did you feel about the reveal that she didn't kill the kids, but it was somebody else responsible? I honestly loved it because... I just wasn't expecting it. I just assumed that she uh, killed them. (laughs) And also it added on to like the evilness of this other guy. So I Mm -hmm. really liked it because I love just like building onto a villain. Because the thing that I get pissed off a lot about is like you make these villains, but then you just don't go all the way with them. And I was like, no, give me an evil Vecna daddy. Like make this guy so evil. And they like went there. So I 
Love that. It was giving Anakin killing younglings, you know? It was very, like... (laughs) Exactly. It's like, oh, children. Yes, they're they're fair game. Yeah, at first I was disappointed. Really? Interesting. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be interesting for her to, like, deal with this kind of trauma of her powers. Mm. And, like, I feel like so much of these last... Of this season has been dealing with her being not in control Mm-hmm. But then once I found the completion of at least this part of the story, because we don't know what the last two episodes are going to be like, I actually really liked it because it is very cliche to have like, oh, yeah, she just lost control one time and and then she killed a bunch of people that, no, she gained her powers and her strength from trying to avenge people. I think right. Eleven has really struggled with uh, this idea of is she a monster or is she a right. hero? And it's like, I think ultimately they proved that She's a hero, but she's also a kid. And it's a very unfair burden for her to have to be a hero. I mean, also, you see that her... her kindness is kind of like is her downfall. And that's a hard thing because that's mm-hmm. something that is so incredible about her. But also, like, that's the reason why he, like, became Vecna. So she's going to still have a lot of guilt and, like, put blame on herself for basically bringing him back to life or bringing him into full power. That's still, like, technically her fault. And I think either way, she's going to put these kids' deaths on, on herself and blame herself. But I prefer that it's, like, not her powers just being too much. Like, no, like, you need to go, like, balls to the wall. Like, you need to latch on to this thing of yourself and don't hold back. Like, I I wouldn't want to see her hold back. Like, in this final boss battle that we're going to have, I don't want to think about, oh, we got to be careful. Like, Eleven's Mm got to hold back or else, like, she's going to kill everybody, you know? So, yeah. Oh, my God, their fight? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So it good. was so, it was giving Voldemort, Harry, uh, Kylo <laughs> Ray, like, connected. I was so obsessed. Oh, that moment where Vecna was like, join me. Imagine what we could do together to reshape like, the world. this collusion. I'm like, bitch, I would say yes in a second. What a Kylo moment. Obsessed with him. I just love evil villains. <laughs> I love you. He was just so evil and so hot. I'm just so obsessed with him. And yeah, but then Elle like immediately was just like, no. And then she's like, ah! And then he just, oh my goodness, like gets thrown back and she does her superhero pose. I was like, this is everything. This is what I live for. I was screaming. I was like, literally, it was like two in the morning. I was by myself watching this. Just with headphones on, just like, and the- <laughs> We've all been there. I think also the the ultimate image of her being this tiny little girl, you know, yes. who everyone picked on. And I think it was a great callback to the earlier parts of the season where she's getting bullied by these other kids. And mm. like, honestly, it makes me even more glad that she hit that girl in the face. If I'm being honest, I was just like, yeah, I get it. It's fine. <laughs> Everything like, Princess, you support bullying. And I'm like, I'm not saying that I do. I'm just saying that I understand in this case. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it was good to see that even as a part of Eleven's trauma is that she's someone who has been mistreated, who has been not given love. And I think going back to the previous episodes, when her and you know Mike are having that fight, oh. and she's like, "Not love, 
but like, thanks. I love her so much. She just, <laughs> she's just like, you don't say you love me anymore. And she needs that. Like she has so yeah. little love yeah. in her life that she's genuinely experienced that to think of it going away because she's not perfect mm-hmm. is definitely something you see as a result of all of this stuff. And I think right. it just makes her connection to the group and why she acts the way she does and why she lies in her letters is because she's really trying to recreate a piece of normalcy that doesn't exist for her and never has. Oh, yeah. I mean, you see this in protagonists, like fantasy protagonists all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, that sort of otherness, that that thing that f- makes them feel disconnected from their friends, makes them feel disconnected from the people they love. And then they're afraid that they're putting the people they love in danger. And it's they blame themselves. And the friends or, or family are always like, no, like, you know, we love we you. We want to be with you. Yeah, and we I'm love like, you so much. <laughs> and you're like, and you're like, duh, dummy. <laughs> It's like, this is all we want. Everyone just wants to be loved. That's it. And and also, like, to defeat scary monsters. Like, that too. Uh, but, yeah. Oh, also, at the freaking end of this, she Voldemort paper maches his ass and, like, created the Upside Down. Like, that was her, right? I mean, I was like, oh, so you created this entire demonic world to get rid of, like, your evil older sibling. Wish it was me. You know, I don't have an evil sibling. But if I did, I would want to do that to them. Like, she's so powerful. She created this entire alternate reality. Oh, it makes me scared, though, because if a person creates a thing. That's what I, I, same. I was like, that's what makes me wonder, like, with the last two episodes... And then the final season, like, I don't want Vecna to die this season because I no, think that no, you no. need him to be an endgame villain. Also, we, like, just found out about him and he's right. so good and he's so evil. And like Dustin was saying, like, he can tap mm-hmm. into the mind flare and really just, like, use that. So it's like, I don't want to destroy him now. Like you said, he needs to be, there needs to be that final moment of destroying him and then destroying everything. I know. Besides Eleven Fantasticness, I just, first of all, I'm glad Steve is alive. Oh He's my gosh, his yes. ass kicked. I was dying. Oh. I was like, Steve, <laughs> baby, boo, you are getting Molly whopped. It was very upsetting I to see. really thought for a second, I was like, dang, they're just gonna... <laughs> Nancy, gonna... listen, Nancy came through. She did what she oh. had to do. And then everyone else came, even Eddie, who was like, I don't even like y'all like this, but I can't be there by my... I'm not going to be the only one who doesn't jump into the upside down. That was hilarious. That. And then them going with the easy bright and figuring it out. I'm just like, this is so <gasps> Oh my God. I love that. Did you ever have one? It was like called like a light one bright? so badly, but my mom was like, you're not going to use it. And I'm like, now what? if I was stuck in the upside down, we would be dead now, mom. You should show your mom this episode and be like, see, mom. You see how how you've denied me my protagonist once again. (laughs) My my protagonist (laughs) moment. (laughs) This could have been us, but you playing games, you know, kind of thing. I, I, no, I loved that moment because I had a light bright and I was obsessed with like writing messages. Like me and my sister would write messages to each other in that thing. And so it made sense. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yes. The whole like light magic and the thing that they did with the upside down in this episode, like 
visually was so brilliant. And mm-hmm. like that shot with the bikes, it was like the most Stranger Things type of scene that like we'll ever see. It was so amazing. I'm like, this is Stranger Things. This is perfection. No, I loved it. Like them going up the rope and then like them yes. being like flipping. Uh, that looked like so much fun. Oh my gosh. Also, yeah. even though, of course, we love um, Dustin's regular bay. But Dustin and Erica is also very cute because <laughs> Dustin and yes. Erica have very similar, like, we're smarter than everybody else energy. Yeah. And they yeah. can they have like their own little mini language of like we're superior. So I'm kind of I kind of love them. Um They're and I amazing. love Erica just Erica at the meeting. She's like, just the facts. I er- <laughs> Erica is the ride or die of Stranger Things. She is out here. Oh, in these for streets. sure. I mean, she came to the rescue once again. Like, yeah. you know, why the lake? Noticing the lights, spiking the police tires. This this girl is badass, and it's again like all these stupid boys. It's like you need someone to be like, "Hello, look at this obvious stuff that's around yeah. here." Yeah, Erica is out here just being like the audience, just like, "Hello, people." <laughs> Stop being ridiculous. I think also, usually when we had these kind of conflicts, these supernatural issues, when the monster was defeated, it was over. But the way Mm. this is going on, like, because everyone is all satanic panicked right now, how is that going to be resolved? Because, like, what are you going to tell the police? Oh, no, Eddie didn't kill this girl. It was Vecna. You know, it's this, like, it's like those kind of problems are being set up. And those are like really compelling to me because. (gasps) Oh, I I think I know what they're going to do. Oh, what do you think? There has to be, I guess there doesn't have to be, but it would be so interesting if there was just some like crazy reveal where the upside down and the real world just started colliding and it just Mm -hmm. started bleeding over. I picture that being, like, the scariest thing to happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, that that happened a little bit last season with Billy, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and it happens with, like, Vecna and these little things. But it's that same thing where the rest of the country is like, what is this Hawkins place? Like, what happens here? Like, what happens in this weird little town? And mm-hmm. then— Stuff does happen. You know what I mean? It's like, what if right. stuff did happen? <laughs> yeah. I, I almost wonder if it's going to be like an E.T. thing where the government Ooh. comes to Hawkins and is like, puts them in like a bubble thing and it's like, oh, yeah. You guys have these super. And that's when the entire town finds out that this is happening. Right. And that's then smart. the kids have to now be like, all right. It's time to save the day. And everyone is like, you guys are heroes. And then they all have to like sign NDAs for the government right, or exactly. something. <laughs> or like they might even be like, you have to leave, you know, like. Oh. <gasps> Whoa. What if like, what if Hawkins like doesn't exist anymore? What if it is like a right? ghost town? Yeah. Like it's going to be kind of like Derry and like um in the Stephen King and yeah. it. Yeah. It's like yeah. it becomes like this dead zone where it's right. only a supernatural space. Right. And the kids <gasps> have to leave and come back every couple of years and that's how you wait. Uh, stop. Hire wait, me for I'm your obsessed. shows. I'm so smart. <laughs> I love that. That is brilliant because then it's like it becomes a ghost town but then if someone wanders into it like shit can go down. Yeah. You know? Like oh, they're the I protectors of the upside down of keeping it. Right. And so it's very like much like it. Like you'll probably have like yeah. the characters that stay and be like all right, time to get the team together. Then everyone comes, uh, and they all have to come and be like, "All right, I'll do your thing." And Stranger she's Things like, reunion in like twenty years, they bring yeah. it back for it. It'll be like it'll be like the epilogue episode of like Harry Potter, where it's like all of a sudden it's like nineteen years later, nineteen years later. It's the it's the it's the aughts, and everyone's wearing like low rise jeans. Oh my gosh. 
Stop. Eleven oh comes in with like, what was it? <laughs> Scene hair where it's like the raccoon print. Thanks. Oh my god, I I actually think that's so funny because <laughs> only because like Stranger Things is so like stylized in the era that if you did that and then stylized it in another era, that's so brilliant. I I actually love that honestly. I would cry. I just want to see like an image of like older Dustin <laughs> teaching his like playing World of Warcraft. Yeah. While Will and his husband are like teaching their kids how to play ODD and D, and like gosh. it's while they're playing that like he gets a call and like you get to see <gasps> Will yes. be like happy and queer with his little child and he's like finally has people he can play D and D with because no one will play with this boy. <laughs> he just wants to have fun. Like let him be happy. Also, Damn it. speaking of Will, they weren't. It was nuts. Will and Mike and Jonathan weren't in this episode at all. I love. So I love this season. I think this is probably like my favorite. I think this is my favorite season of Stranger Things overall. Mm-hmm. That being said, I could not care less about <laughs> the Hopper stuff oh, or really? anything with like the boys doing it. Like the only thing that the boys did that was interesting was going to go see Susie and like her Mormon family Right. Because I mean, that was no, cute. I know that they're on their own like quest. I get that. But I just why couldn't they have wrapped that up quicker and gotten to mm-hmm. Hawkins sooner to be a part of this more? That's yeah. really it. It felt like the Canto Bite side story yes. in like The Last Jedi, <laughs> where it's like, okay, like adventure, yes, but this oh is like C plot material right now. Yeah. Sometimes I sit there and I'm like, man, they need cell phones. Right? And I'm like, man, if only you could just text this person. Like, this is so much energy because you can't send a text. It's, I'm like, this is too much. It's so exhausting. It, it's so true. That's hilarious. That's so funny. It's like, literally they're they're like trying to get Susie to hack it's like because we can't text this number and I'm just like <laughs> oh, oh my oh god man. but I know you loved Hopper Daddy so maybe like yes, did, did you I want like to the- talk about Hopper a little bit yeah you bring you talk about it uh Hopper with his I don't know flaming rod like <laughs> what was he holding <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Uh, a javelin or something? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Something very phallic. <laughs> something, some flaming phallic uh, material weapon. Um, but speaking of uh, flaming rods, I was definitely shipping him and his Russian New guard Russian man. boyfriend? Yeah, I was like, yeah. what in the Stockholm Syndrome is happening right now? I was just like, I also really liked Joyce and... What's his yeah, face? I forget. Murray. Yeah, I was like, this is the kind of man that she really does need. Like, right? Hopper is a little bit too alpha male for her. And I'm like, Hopper, it's time to to get rid of your heterosexuality and realize that you are a man's man. And I you should agree. get with this man. Yes. It was literally, that was the thing. It was really cute the way he was like calling him like American and they were like yeah. sharing their daddy issues in prison. And I'm like, I ship it. I love yeah. him. And then like when the Demogorgon was freaking being released and started killing off everyone, I was like screaming. I'm like, Hopper, save your boyfriends. Like, Save Hello? Prison Bay. Hello. Come on. 
And then, like, when he couldn't light his weapon, I was stressed. Like, that whole thing, I was like, okay, I'm feeling stressed. But then he just, like, you know, he stabbed the Demogorgon right in the Bulbasaur. And uh, then when they were, like, but then, oh, my God, that moment where they were, like, safe behind the gate. I was like, kiss, kiss, kiss. Yes. I was like, come on. Because like, they were like looking at each other. And I thought it was going to happen for a second. And then it didn't. And I was like, ah, all right. But I, I love them. <laughs> no, I, it was so good. Especially because, I'm sorry, right now Hopper has the same mustache I've seen on all of my gay <laughs> uncles and stuff when it was the 80s. I'm sitting here like this. You're literally wearing the uniform. You're wearing the uniform. You look like you're ready to be. A leather daddy at Pride. I really just need this to stop. The heterosexuality needs to stop. There is a little too much heterosexuality happening in this show. And you're like, come on. I mean, we have Robin, but guys. And Robin, okay, she's not talking to no ladies. She's like, like, unless she's going to end up dating Nancy, I'm not really seeing. See, but I see that. The Nancy and Steve thing, just I can't see it. It just does not work for me. It's too forced, princess. It's forced upon me. It's okay. I get it. That's that. I think like to me, I loved all of the Robin and Nancy banter playing mm-hmm. with each other. Like it was so like the odd couple. And mm-hmm. I love that. But the Jonathan, Nancy, Steve and Nancy, it's just very boring. And it's, yeah. and it's, and it's boring because the stakes are so low. Mm. The emotional stakes, the social right. stakes, it's just so low. And therefore, the queerness isn't just because, like, I want more queer representation. I do. But it's because at least this dynamic would lead to more interesting things. Oh, 100%. It would lead to more interesting discussions of these characters and who they are and finding themselves and coming of age. Because I feel like Jonathan and Nancy was like, oh, creepy dude likes pretty girl, got together, done. And it's like, Jock and, and Babe get together. Oh, they outgrew each other. Done. And like, okay, cool. We're over with that. I mean, Steve can't be with any of these girls because he needs to be with me. <laughs> with me and children. Not yeah. in that way. But like me and then we could both take care of the children and babysit them together. Yeah. Like he just, I, he doesn't need a romance. Like Jonathan mm-hmm. does because Jonathan is like nothing. He is so boring. No offense. Bruh, like, I, you know, I'm team Steve and I am not on the Jonathan train. Like, no, when I that's tell why you without- Jonathan and Nancy need each other because they're both so boring. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It's like, that's where we disagree because Nancy is a homie. She's down for it. She got guns and stuff. Even without Jonathan, she has an active storyline. What turned you what, around on Nancy? Just her, like, really be- going because for it? She, I think it's because, like, see, I just like Jonathan. I mm. like Nancy a lot as a character, mm-hmm. but I like her agency. I like that she's an active participant in the story. I like that For she's sure. building connections. Like, to me, it says so much that, like, Nancy moves the plot forward and Jonathan kind of just follows her around to the point where, like, when they're not together, he literally is a stoner now who's like, I don't yeah. know if I'm going to go to college. And it's just like, have a conversation, my dude. And yeah. I think Nancy's proactiveness wants mm. me to see her with somebody who is also like that. And with Steve, to relevant what you were saying, I think the thing is that Steve was brought up and put into the show to be, like, 
a deconstruction of like the jock character. Right. Right. And that character development is done, right? And that's supposed mm. to be played out through his relationship with Nancy. He can't get to the next stage of his character development by still being with Nancy. When mm. he's around the kids, that brings another side of him and it adds to his complexity. Whereas him just yeah. dating another attractive woman doesn't add anything to his character that isn't right. already there. You know what? I think I think the reason why I really don't like Steve and Nancy together is because it just takes me back to that first scene season where they were together and I hated Steve and I feel like just putting them back together I was like no we're past this like Steve you're better than me like you know what I mean it's like they're both past that and then even in the show where they're like oh we found the flashcards it's back to you know when this started and I was like no (laughs) like (laughs) we don't want to go back but speaking of why do we think that the upside down is stuck in season one. I don't know. That's so interesting. Like, I have no idea. And, and it's like they mentioned, like, this was the moment that Will went missing when the gate started opening. And I don't know what that means for the characters when they go into the upside mm-hmm. down. Obviously that they they have memories and stuff from the future and they're older and they uh, are different. But is it connected to Vecna at all? Is it connected to, like, does this connect to the first? Like, I kind of want to rewatch the first season now. That's because literally I'm like, what I was thinking. Yeah. Because I'm like, I kind of want to see the timeline. Like, right. is it connected to like when Eleven came out? Like, right. can it not move forward in time exactly. without her? So, how old was she when this happened? Right. And and so I I really want to go back and see that. I'm sure that we'll get some kind of answer, but I want us to kind of figure it out and be right ahead of the curve. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's we'll always the most rights. fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's always the most fun. I mean. You think about, so Eleven in the beginning, like, she escapes from the thing. So it's like, that could happen right after this, like, mm-hmm. after this moment. Right. So, because she was pretty young when they found her. So it's like, the things that she's looking back at could be, like, the beginning of the season. Like, when she, you know, did mm-hmm. the thing to Vecna and created the Upside Down, that could be the moment where everything started happening. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to have to do a rewatch and I'll text you. I know. It's like, it's so good. I love when this kind of stuff happens. It's so smart. I love it. I'll say my my last word on Stranger Things, please do not have this season end and our babies are not all in the same Scooby-Doo van. Because I will will literally cry. And I don't want to cry. I want to (sighs) smile. I'm worried that they're not going to come together. Like, I think they're going to resolve, like, a little part of their thing all separately. And then I think the last season might be all of them finally coming together and doing the thing. But maybe not. Maybe they'll come together for the last episode. It better be. Don't drag it out. (laughs) (laughs) They've been apart for so long now that it's almost leading up to that final moment. So I don't know how more dramatic it could be. I I think they're going to do it in the last season. I don't think they're going to be together until the last season. (sighs) All right. So that's my prediction. Do you do you agree with Tessa's prediction that the Scooby gang, our lovely party, (laughs) will not be reunited until the beginning of next season? Let us know before this part B drops. We will know if you lied and cheated. Um, but let us know at Geek, at, at a Netflix Geek Podcast because uh, Tessa and I love validation. 
Yes, please. And also tell us what you think about the Steve storyline. Like, we want to know all of your Stranger Things thoughts because this show is so, so good. It does. It deserves all the discussion and all the theories. And I, I love, love hearing theories. So if you have any weird, crazy theories that you think is going to happen, like, is Will still connected to this at all? Is he completely out of it? Like, I don't know. You know, because that was the thing, too. Will was so involved in this from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Was there a reason why they chose Will, like, over Mike, perhaps, you know? Because if if the Upside Down was connected to Eleven, it's like, I don't know. It's just interesting. So it's like, why? Why Will? Why? I almost wish that we could have another episode because that is— an excellent theory. Maybe the reason why it's stuck there is because that's when Will was taken and Will was the right. thing that was helping the upside down move. Exactly. Tessa, you're so smart. Everyone <laughs> at Tessa Netting, <laughs> tell her she's so smart because she just blew my mind in the last minute of our recording. And now yeah, I'm like... about to go and I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> and, and I'm like, wait, is Will going to be a secret co-protagonist? And honestly, that to me has also been set up. Like I think Endgame, exactly. final, ba- final battle is going to be Will and Eleven Yes. Against Vecna. And Mike has to see his best friend and his true love (laughs) fight for the safety of Hawkins. Dun, dun. Oh, my gosh. And can you imagine just like if, okay, I hate to say this, but if Eleven dies, rip, sadness, upside down is gone. But then if uh, Will and Mike are together, <laughs> that'd be so cute. They're like, oh, we also love each other. We could be together. If Eleven has to die for gay representation, <laughs> I, I don't I don't know how I feel about that sacrifice. That's fair. I feel uh, well, like... I let's... think she has to sacrifice anyway, sadly. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, I mean, polyamory is right there. That is true. That is fair. That is, that is a good point. And... Fade off. (laughs) The Geeked Podcast is hosted by me, Tessa Netting. And me, Princess Weeks. Find me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, any of the internet places at Tessa Netting. And you can find me on YouTube as Princess Weeks and on Twitter as Weeks Princess. Next week, we are going to gush over our newest obsession, Heartstoppers. You don't want to miss it. All of the feels. So many squish squishes. This is a Netflix Geek and Spoke Media production. Our executive producers are Keisha TK Dutez, Brigham Mosley, Aaliyah Tavakolian, and Keith Reynolds. Kelly Kolf is our amazing producer. Reyes Mendoza is our associate producer. Delora Patton is our coordinating producer. Special thanks to Carson McCain, as always. Sound design and engineering by Evan Arnett, who also composed and performed our original theme. To stay updated on all things geek, be sure to follow at Netflix Geek on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you aren't following the Geeked Podcast, uh, what are you waiting for? You can find us wherever you listen to podcasts. And also, if you love us, which I don't know why you're still listening to this, make sure to leave a five-star review, okay? It really helps other people find the podcast, and we love to read them. And we love you back. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. Goodbye. Geeked.